Welcome to the show. I'm Shane Norton, a.k.a. The Sports Card Nobody, and this is a special pop-up episode coming to you live, I guess. I don't know if that makes any sense, live, because I'm definitely recording this, but this is being recorded in my hotel room from The National, and this is a little bit special because I am finally having somebody on the show who's live with me. I've got... My buddy, you've heard me talk about him a lot, Justin Henry, a.k.a. Suplexes and Slap Shots. Justin, thanks for joining the show, brother. Hey, thanks for having me on. Hopefully, I do not screw this up for you. Eh, it's all good. I screw it up every week, so I it's think true. it'll be a par for the course. But listen, the reason that we are doing this is we have traveled to the National together. We are now three days in. Full disclosure, we left a little bit early here on day three because I have spent an awful lot of money, but we're going to get into the details of that shortly. But that's what I want to talk about. I want to talk about what it's been like. So quick summary of who we are. Uh, you all know I'm the sports card nobody. I, um, you know, have never been in the national before. It's my first time being here. It's the same with Justin. Yep. Both of our first times here at this massive, massive convention. But Justin, do me a favor, share a little bit more about who you are and your collecting journey up to this point. All right, so I mean, I've been friends with you for, I don't know, 20 plus years. Yeah, something Not like really that. Not sure of the math, <laughs> but uh, lifelong wrestling fan, last couple of years, hockey fan, and uh, Shane's uh, addiction and love for the cards <laughs> got me involved in it. Addiction's so, a good word for that. I, uh, I focus mainly on wrestling and hockey. Those are my my lanes yeah definitely go check out his instagram and see the stuff that he's collecting because what's kind of cool about the, the two of us is we're a little more niche with the wrestling uh, i've now been able to build a nice little wrestling community of friends which is great but um you know you check out justin's uh instagram you see some different stuff than all the, the standard stuff that you see especially a really killer oscar collection yes. that you've been building trying to super collect oscar as many cards as i can find yeah, uh, biggest card so far has got to be the, correct me if I'm wrong, 2021 Super Fractor? Yes, Chrome. Yeah. Yep, Topps Chrome, Chrome Super yep. Fractor, yep. Monster, monster card. Congrats on that. One of the best thank Oscar you. collections that I have seen on the social media. Well, thank you. Really building out something awesome. But all right, let's bring this back to what we are doing here. We are in Atlantic City. Uh, I have not been to Atlantic City in over 10 years. Uh, we'll talk about this in detail a little bit more. A little bit shocking what I have. What it's I a beautiful have. city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something beautiful is a word, I guess. <laughs> All right, but three days into the National now. We've we've walked the floor quite a bit. We've experienced quite a few different things. What are your overall thoughts on the show? Uh, I mean, it's massive, so that was a lot to take in. Um, I was a little, not shocked, but surprised on how little wrestling there was, although... I thought I saw everything, but every day I'm seeing wrestling cards that I didn't see the day before. So there's a good chance we just missed a significant portion of it. Yeah, actually, big uh, quick shout out to Chris Brancato. I hope I'm saying that last name right. But uh, Chris, who's on Twitter, huge wrestling fan collector. He's been out here for a couple of days as well. And it seems like every time we leave the show floor, he's posting stuff from the national of booths that we missed with wrestling cards that uh somehow eluded us and, and how we missed it in three days so far is beyond me it's every time yeah and actually the first day we so on the schedule we were it said that there was going to be some ripping pavilion thing that happened before the show opened i don't know didn't happen it was supposed to happen 10 to noon or whatever it was i don't know myth. and we ended up on the show floor by accident before we were allowed on the show floor <laughs> 
So we were getting a preview of people's booths before anybody else was in there, and we still didn't see all the stuff that Chris has found. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Yeah, but, well, whatever. Um, overall experience, though, three days in, uh, positive, negative, neutral? I think it's positive. I think it's a lot bigger than I anticipated, um, a lot pricier than I anticipated. Not sure I you know, brought enough money or budgeted it correctly for what I wanted to get, but it's just really cool seeing all the different things that are out there. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. It's almost overwhelming where how many times we've texted each other, hey, I'm at booth you know, 2802 and I'm going over to find you, but then something catches my eye and I stop for 15 minutes and of course you've moved on since then. Yep. So tons of really cool stuff to see. Um, one thing you mentioned were was the prices, yep. and I think that this has been universal. I've seen it on social media, kind of all over. A lot of sticker shock out there. Oh, tons, tons! Like and nothing that I can afford that I that I wanted. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been interesting seeing uh, a lot of the prices above comps, um, and on the wrestling stuff that we have seen too, it's been pretty high. Although the wrestling is a little bit harder to comp than some of the traditional sports, yep. baseball, basketball, football. Uh, even hockey, to, to a good extent, has a lot of stuff on card ladder, you know, easier things to find than some of the wrestling. That puts us in a little more of a disadvantage, I guess. Yeah, I think people, the popularity of it is bringing people in that don't really know the card, so they're just pricing them based on basketball prisms, for example, sure, or, or something sure. like that. Yeah, okay. So um, before we get into some of the, the details of the show, any big purchases or anything that you've bought or sold? Any transactions that you've made that you think is worth sharing? Uh, big purchases, no. I made a pretty good trade with Chris that you mentioned earlier. I gave him a Austin Theory Gold Auto of 2021 Tops Finest. Yep, and I got back a 2021 Tops Finest Five Timers Club Randy Orton Red. Yeah, sick, yeah. sick car. He's very was, undervalued. He's graded, right? Yes, graded. PSA nine. Nine. Yeah, that. Yep. I mean, Orton as a whole is so so very undervalued. And and again, so, uh, I mean, you if you listen to the show, you know I talk a ton of wrestling, but um, I do have some non wrestling conversations to have today too. But um, but this card is great. If you're not a wrestling card collector, Randy Orton is an absolute goat in the industry, and for some reason his cards just aren't there. It's no. it's, it's so strange. We'll see if I regret trading Austin Theory away and he turns into the next rock. But I, It was a second year card, right, for Theory? Yeah. Yep. Not Austin Theory, it's just Theory now. Uh, Get that right, uh, Justin. I apologize. Um, so yeah, I actually had a pretty big transaction myself uh, on trade night. So last night, Thursday, Card Collector 2 uh, once again, hosted trade night. I guess it's an annual staple now. It's supposedly the best trade night that you can go to. So we we went to that uh, together. You didn't really find much that you were that you were interested in. No, right? almost almost no hockey. And then I didn't yeah. see the wrestling that you saw, but it might not have been there when I was there. Either. Sure, yeah, it reached capacity pretty quick, so people were in and out. Yeah, that's true. That that it filled up quick. Um, I mean, there was a long line to get in. Thankfully, we got in pretty quickly once the doors opened. But yeah, they reached capacity and they weren't letting people in mm-hmm. unless people were leaving, and there weren't a lot of people leaving. So I don't know what that wait line was like. But yeah, so. I was definitely looking for wrestling. I, w- I was hoping to try to find some upgrades in my finest stuff or whatever it might be. But like you just said, there was very little wrestling. Walking around quite a bit. I don't think any tops finest, right? Except for that one that Chris found today. Well, so in the trade night, I didn't see any tops right. finest yeah. at all. Um, the only tops finest wrestling card we saw was, yep, what Chris posted on Twitter was a Dolph Ziggler to five. And the only, kind of going uh, in a di- uh 
getting off track here a little bit, but there was the Juan Soto. The one booth had the Juan Soto tops finest 2020 Reds. Mm. I think he had two or three of the five and then a couple of red waves pretty wild but anyway so back on trade night i was walking around saying hi to a lot of people uh if you've never been a part of of trade night for for those of you listening it really is something that you should check out the first time i ever did it i talked about it in a recap um not too long ago was the mohegan sun show i went in it was much smaller than this i mean there was maybe a dozen people there there were hundreds of people, yeah. right? I don't think I'm exaggerating. All the tables were packed. People were sitting anywhere they could on the floor. It was, yeah. it was packed. Yeah, it, it, that was pretty, pretty. Actually, I enjoyed that more. The folks that were setting up on the floor and just laying yeah. their cards out was easier to see than trying to yeah. look on the tables. Yeah. Um, so this this was absolutely loaded, and it's really cool when you walk around though, and, and you're having conversations with folks, even people that don't have cards that you want. You know, uh, we talked to the the one woman who was selling the Marvel cards. Oh, yeah. You know, yep. that was pretty cool. I mean, seeing a lot of unique things. Um, there was another guy, I think his name was Tad or Thad, I forget. But uh, as I was walking by, he was like, hey, we're the weird table over here. And he had a bunch of entertainment cards. He had a, a Playboy cover, yep. PSA graded card. Uh, I think he had some some wrestling. Actually, he had a, a, who was it? It was because you called me over. It was something. one. Yeah, it was one. It might have been Brutus. Yeah, it was some out there guy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Not, not a huge name, but something cool. Uh, and again, so just having the conversations with people, you know, complete strangers. I talk about this all the time. The community aspect. The reason I get into this, we're we're, we're collecting these pieces of cardboard. Now there's hundreds of strangers in this big room, and you're just shooting the ass with people about what they're collecting and what you've got, even if there's no deal to be made. Um, but while I was doing that, I, I did eventually come upon something pretty pretty spectacular that I, I want to share this story. Uh, I came upon um, a guy who had his cards on the floor. It was mostly, I think, basketball and some, some football as well. But in the corner, there was a, a uh, Hulk Hogan 2015 PSA 10 Atomic Refractor. It's a beauty. Absolute stunner of a card. I knew immediately that's a rare card, especially in a PSA 10. It's a Hogan who's ripping off the, the yellow shirt in that classic Hulk Hogan pose. And I don't have a single Hogan in my collection. I don't have any. Even yeah. though I'm a finest collector, um, I, I got to have a Hulk Hogan. Yeah. You know, no matter what's happened to his name in the last decade plus, he's definitely... You can't have a wrestling collection without Hogan, ultimately. It, I need to get one. That's but, exactly right. Yeah. If you're a wrestling collector and you don't have a Hulk Hogan, you're missing one of the guys on the Mount Rushmore, yeah. if not the GOAT, whatever. So I saw the Hogan. I knew I had to have a conversation. I asked the guy pretty quickly, and I'll be as transparent here as I can about the, the transaction. Uh, gentleman's name was Laszlo, really friendly guy. He was asking $1,000 on the card. I think we did some card ladder comps and, and kind of agreed it was closer to 950 and so he started going through my cards, and it was rare that somebody was going through my stuff and was really into the wrestling. Yeah, this this was great because that's really the the crux of what I had. I basically fifty percent of my case was wrestling, and the other fifty percent was a mix a mismatch of uh, baseball, football, basketball, and some other stuff. I think I have a Marvel card and some golf and soccer as well. So he's going through it and was pretty enamored right away with my Roman Reigns stuff uh, and Seth Rollins. He said, you know, I'm a huge Shield guy. Do you have any Dean Ambrose? I said, I don't, but whatever. So he pulled out a whole bunch of cards, including a bunch of baseball cards, and kind of pretty quickly got to enough value to, to get the Hogan. We were talking about possibly cash going one way or the other. But he pulled out two cards that I didn't want to trade. <laughs> 
He pulled out a Juan Soto, which I had just bought that day. And agonized over for two days prior. Yes. I was looking for I, I was searching everywhere for a Juan Soto. It's nothing super crazy. Tops Chrome, um, base card. But I think he's going to the Dodgers, so I wanted to get one before the trade happens. If he doesn't, that card might be for sale. Anyway, uh, and my Seth Rollins Finest 2020 Auto Red SGC 9. Man, that card, if you've seen it on my Instagram, is an absolute stunner. Justin's seen it with his own eyes. Yeah. That card screams. I wouldn't move it. Yeah. I, yeah. Man, it, not unless it was for something really special, which this Hogan truly is. Yeah. But, um, but I'd want a lock of his doll hair if you're going to get that. <laughs> yes, definitely. You have to get the, the lock of doll hair right away. Uh, so I, I negotiated. I got those cards out, the one and, and that Seth I didn't want to trade. And, and I pulled out some other things to see if he was interested, including, uh, and again, you can see this on my Instagram as well, at Sports Card Nobody, uh, a gold 2020 Seth Auto, uh, which is numbered 250. It is the only card that ended up in the trade that I was bummed about. I think I even said the same thing. As soon as I looked at your card, I'm like, ah, oh, the only bummer yeah. is the Seth Rollins. Exactly yep. right. Because uh, there was um, a, a Roman Reigns orange, numbered to 50. I had already gr- upgraded that to a 25 black. A Roman Reigns, numbered to 99, auto, SGC 10. Now, the SGC 10 is, is special there, but numbered to 99, and I've already upgraded that to a black to 25. Yep. So those were kind of uh, no skin off my back. But man, that Seth, I got that such a good deal on eBay. I was so happy when I pulled that one down. But ultimately, right? uh, 2020, correct. Yeah, yep. a little black signature on the left, or, or title, name card. Yes, yes, yeah. I think yeah. it's written vertically or it's whatever very, it is. Very good looking card. But I did it. I pulled the trigger. Uh, the Laszlo threw in 50 bucks as well, so I came away with a little bit of cash, which was nice. And that, that by far, the biggest trade I've ever done in the hobby and again a sports card nobody a lot of my stuff is pretty mid to low end but to uh come up with basically a thousand dollars worth of trade value and come away with a pretty i think it, it ended up being a pop eight is what that hogan is in, yeah. a, in a psa 10 i mean especially at a show where we haven't had much luck with any wrestling to find that sure yep yeah i mean all we've seen really though is hogan's but a lot of vintage stuff which i completely respect and one day i want some of those vintage cards uh especially some of the autos but I am a modern guy. I like the shiny. I like the things that really that really pop. So to get that in a PSA 10 was something. I, I'm pretty stoked with the way that went. Yeah. So that was trade night. Uh, after that was done, I felt like my case was getting pretty emptied out. I didn't know that I could <laughs> I could really do much more trading after that. Laszlo had actually told me he had a, a pretty cool rock um, 20... I forget the year. A pretty cool X-Fractor from a Heritage 2 set. That he was asking like eight hundred on, and he found. I was, I was like, I gotta breathe, man. I'm gonna back away. We, maybe we can text each other later about something. But I, I backed out on many other trades at that point. Um, something I did find interesting, though, getting back to more you um, uh, standard stuff was baseball. I was looking for Juan Soto stuff, even though I bought that Juan Soto. A lot of people hoarding Juan Soto right yeah. now. Well, they want to see where it goes. Yeah, I think you know, I get it. Um, but there's a bummer trying to find trades with that kind of stuff. But really slim on Juan Soto seemingly throughout the whole show. A lot of Shohei Otani was out there, though. A lot of Otani. A lot of Judge was out there. Yep. I think people trying to capitalize on how hot they've been both in the MVP race. Um, I'm trying to think. Well, yeah. I'm trying to think what else I saw a lot of. But just a lot of Otani. 
Yeah, there was one guy who came across the trade night who had, I think, something like 30 Otanis <laughs> all laid out on the ground. And he was like, I pulled every one of them from PAX, and that's ripping a lot of wax. So I'm curious how much he's in on those Otanis, but, <laughs> but whatever. Okay, so that was trade night. It was awesome. I really highly recommend if you are a collector, try to get out and get to a trade night at one point if you've never been. It's the experience alone, even if you don't make any transactions, is so awesome. I, I really preach the whole community aspect and interacting with people, interacting with other collectors. So get out there and do that if you have not. But let's move on. Let's talk more about about some of the logistics of this national. Uh, one of the prime conversations being had, and we touched on this already, is where this is yeah. in Atlantic City. Now, this is basically in our backyard, three and a half hour drive, a lot of convenience there. Very convenient. But what have you thought about Atlantic City as a whole, as a host for this type of show? I mean, the convention center is fine, but I haven't been here, what, 10 years probably? And it used to be great, and I just, you can't really walk outside the hotel. Sorry, you can't really walk outside the hotel at all without running into some rundown areas you don't want to be in. Right. So for a family event, like we were seeing other people say, it's not the greatest place for kids to be walking through after the show. Yeah, that that really is very, very true. And even beyond the... I don't know how to phrase this to be as, as kind as possible, <laughs> but the uh, the rundown nature of the city. I mean, there's like silly things. Just trying to get across the crosswalks. No, it seems like none of the crosswalk signals work. In, in the like updated 50, part of the city, too. Exactly. Right. In that like outlet area right, right by the convention center, the crosswalk signal. Is it on? Is there weren't it, even what's buttons. Happening? Right. Half the, half <laughs> the of them are missing, missing. buttons. <laughs> it's, just, it's just strange. Um, parking was a little tough. We are fortunate, and I'm, we're going to touch on this as well. We're fortunate a little bit with the VIP passes that we get in early. So when we got to the convention center early, there's been no problem. It was a, it was a bear yesterday when I was running a little bit late, and I got there closer to like uh, 10, 30, 11. It took me like 45 minutes to find parking. Uh, so that's not, not necessarily – I guess that's true in most big cities with this type of stuff. But um, – what have you thought about the hotel situation? I mean, I'm not that fancy. The hotel's okay, but again, it's it's more rundown than you you would think it would be. It's just we're at the Tropicana, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to the Tropicana. Yeah, but I'm I'm all right with the hotel. But there's things like the elevators don't work half the time. Yeah, it's been hit or miss. I, I I'm definitely a little more unthrilled. Yeah. Unthrilled is that a word? Yeah, I don't no, know. I like it. <laughs> Whatever it is, I'm unthrilled with the with the hotel we're in. But it's also it, massive, so to get anywhere. True. Especially if you don't know where you're going. Yes. Yeah, you actually helped me stop going around <laughs> a long loop. I didn't have to go down 100 times. Uh, but, yes, yeah, so the hotel's not amazing. Uh, whatever. The gym's nice, I guess. That's cool. Um, the restaurant's all right. Yeah, the restaurant's pricey, but we're in a casino. Yep. I guess that's to be expected. Whatever. Uh, so, yeah, so I... The comments on Atlantic City have been pretty big. There's been a lot of people very vocal about the... Basically saying that this should never be held in this city again. Mm -hmm. I guess I don't disagree. I think maybe there's other East Coast areas that might make more sense. Everybody keeps saying it should just stay in Chicago. I I like the fact that it travels. Yeah, I don't know why. I mean, the Javits Center is huge. Yeah, I mean, I feel like there's options that aren't here. But, uh, you know, I'm not the biggest fan of the idea of it only being in Chicago. Everybody, you have to fly every year to no. go to it unless you're local to, to that area. You know, it travels. It makes it easier for people who are in the Northeast to get to this show. Yep. So 
we'll see. We'll see. It's definitely in Chicago next year. I have no idea if I'll be able to make it out to Chicago, uh, you know, for that. A lot can change in a year, so so we'll see. All right, let's move on now. I want to talk a little bit, as I just hinted at earlier. We opted to go with the full five-day VIP uh, passes. There was a lot of questions about, in my own head, you know, is the VIP pass worth it? Um, you know, the things that it comes with, just to touch on briefly, is you get a bunch of free autographs that you can go to. You get a VIP gift package. You get early entry and you get entry into the VIP lounge. We are now three days in. What are your thoughts on the VIP? Do you think it's worth it? I think it's worth it if you are going to take advantage of the half hour early every day. That's the best time you can walk around and actually see things. I'll have an elbow people through or be you know pushed by guys who are trying to sell their, their boxes. Right. Um, if you're coming for a gift or the autographs, Maybe don't do it. Yeah. I mean, no disrespect to those the autograph signers, but I, I never heard of half of them, and we gave our tickets away. Yeah, we've we've used this joke a bunch of times. I've already forgotten the names, and I'm not going to go look it up. But there were two guys on that autograph list that they're, so every every autograph person had some sort of accolades underneath their especially name, especially because you didn't know their names. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But there were two whose only claim to fame was unassisted triple play. Yeah, two of them. Yeah, that's. Uh, that's something, yeah. I guess. That's something. So, yeah, the and the gifts. What did we get in that gift bag? Uh, ads. Got mm-hmm. lots and lots of ads. Tons of ads. Um, I got a nice JSA notepad mm. that we're going to write our offers on and slip them to people. <laughs> yeah. um, you got a pen. I did not. I did get a pen. It was a sweet, yeah. not sweet pen. <laughs> I got, um, uh, I think we both did, like, complimentary exclusive card pack that has, like, Wayne Gretzky wearing a Supreme Court justice <laughs> dress, <laughs> yeah, it looks right. like. Um, yes, we did. And the panini pack that had a, So really, you know, we got an eBay bag, yes. essentially. Yes, that's 100% yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, I guess the only kind of cool part, which whatever, was everybody got a... Well, not everybody, because some people got two, some people didn't. It was definitely hit or miss. But uh, the Leaf card was at least mm. unique. That's true. You know, each, each bag had someone different. You made a trade. Oh, that's right. I had a soccer guy that I can never remember the name yeah, of. Or like Holland, you traded for, for a Steph, Steph Curry. Curry. Yep. So that's the first... Uh, the first uh, move of the national was, was pretty funny, um, and then there was something in there. We were supposed to we neither of us got one, but it was like a little coin that was a piece of the game coin that you could have brought to a booth and get got it scanned and maybe yeah. got a prize. But we didn't get that, so I have no idea if that was worth something or not. You know, I think if you're coming in one day, don't do the VIP. If you're coming all five days, so you can get in early, I think it's worth it. Sure. The, my one argument against that, though, is there was a five day early access pass, uh, so you can oh, early entry pass, so you can still get that thirty minutes early. I just don't know the price difference yeah. to know if that's worth it or not. Uh, what do you think about the VIP lounge? I'm just gonna get to that. I mean, yeah. lounge in quotations, but yeah. Um, I mean, the first day they had like a reception, so they had like you know pizza and and you know little hot dogs and, and whatnot, yeah. but um, and free drinks, and that's fine. Mm. But all the other days, no drinks. Yeah, that's... Like uh, you have a lounge, no water, no soda, no nothing. Right, I could have sworn that refreshments was a part of it and we'd get water every day, but instead I'm still paying $4 a water, yeah. which is a little irritating, but it is what it is. I mean, it's a tiring day, so it's a place to sit down, which is nice where people aren't walking on top of you. Agreed. That That's actually a, a pretty big... Uh, uh, positive was yesterday at one point my feet were getting tired and I just wanted to go take a, a seat out 
uh, outside of the hustle and bustle. Mm-hmm. So I, I did wander over to the lounge and I and actually described the lounge a little more in detail for those of you who are unaware because I had this idea in my head there would be like big leather couches and, yeah. you know, I don't know, people walking around fanning you and feeding robes. you grapes. Yeah, complimentary yeah. Always robes. When I think of lounges, I definitely think of robes. Yeah. No robes, unfortunately. No. Uh, instead, it was actually where trade night was in a very large, uh, I guess, conference hall that gets walled off. It, that's really what it was. Like if, if you remember back in gym class, you mm-hmm. had the wall that would go down the middle of gym to cut it off for volleyball on one side and whatever on the other side. That's kind of what this was, a big, a big wall that closes it off from the, the main floor. And there's a bunch of round tables, um, and that's basically it. A couple yeah, of bathrooms like a in there. cafeteria or like a banquet hall setup kind of deal. Yeah, that's yeah. a perfect way to describe yeah. it. Yeah, nice red carpet, though. <laughs> yes, very nice red carpet. Yeah. Um, I do think maybe the bathrooms might be nice. They might probably cut off. I actually didn't end up using them. They're normal bathrooms, but again. Less people have access to them. Right. So the less people cutting down on some of how some of the craziness is definitely a less positive. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I guess I, I don't know what my takeaway is. If I go to the National again, if I if I can get out to Chicago, I would definitely – I don't know if I would do the VIP again. I think I'm even starting to question – you asked this question before we got here, um, if we overdid it doing all the five days. And I had no question in my head that all five days is exactly what I wanted to do, and I got a lot of different reasons why. Sure. But – as I've talked about a lot on the podcast, I definitely blew my budget quite a bit yep. leading <laughs> leading up to the big day. So I didn't have as much spending cash as I had hoped. And day two, I spent a lot more money than I was anticipating. Yep. <laughs> and and yep. going back today on day three, I definitely felt like I, I what am I going to do? You know, I, I can't keep buying stuff. I, right. I'm going to put my family out in the street if I keep buying And the more stuff. we go, the more we're going to buy. Exactly. they're going to find stuff. Oh, that's a good deal. Yeah, right. Or that's just really pretty and yeah. I'm going to buy it anyway. Uh, so the five days is tough. I think if I budgeted better, if I did a better job, um, you know, really putting aside the money that I wanted to, to have for the show like I had originally intended, mm-hmm. I would be more inclined to want to do the full five days. On top of that, though, I'm getting pretty tired. Yep. How have you been feeling? I mean, I don't sleep much anyways, so I'm not as tired. But physically, I'm yeah. tired. my feet hurt. I just want to sit down. Yes. Yeah. yes, It's definitely. a lot of walking back and forth. Right. And you do start to see a lot of the same stuff. Yep. You know, you can only go up and down the uh, the booth so often. It is pretty cool that they have different panels. It's pretty cool that they, you know, today with Zero Cool did a, a big Stranger mm-hmm. Things reveal, which seemed pretty fun. You know, we didn't partake, but we were watching it. You know, they had like a vending machine that was all full of fog, and I think you had to get like a the ticket. tree vines around it or whatever. Yeah, whatever yeah. they are in Stranger Things. Yes, yeah, strange. Side strange. note: One of us doesn't watch Stranger Things. So. Watch season one. <laughs> I watch season one. It's a great show. You should watch it all. But anyway, so yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I would do the VIP. I would definitely reassess if I do get to go to another show. Um, it just again, it depends on the the day pricing and the breakdowns because half hour was when I got to see the most things I wanted to see. Yeah, for, right. I, I completely you know? agree with that. Uh, another big thing worth noting for anybody who's never been to a, a show this size, Wi-Fi has been <laughs> an absolute nightmare. If you're trying to do comps on cards, if you're trying to you know um, show up to a booth and figure out what things are supposed to be priced at, good luck. Yeah, no, it's it's been real bad. Apparently AT&T is good, but neither of us are AT&T yeah, customers. T-Mobile, Verizon. Or most of the right? vendors, apparently. Yeah, right. Yeah. It seemed like, although I, I didn't know this, I learned today that there's some Wi-Fi you could pay for that is $80 a day. 
I cannot confirm if that's true. Apparently, some people are paying $80 a day for Wi-Fi. That may or may not work. Yeah. I have no idea. I mean, it'd be, be worth that. it if we had the big money cards. But Yeah, I, I imagine, right. If yeah. you're a big, um, you know, if you're the card ladder booth or yeah. you're a booth that's really moving stuff and you really, yeah, it's probably worth yeah. it. Or even if you're just, you know, a buyer walking around and you've got sure. money to spend on a 15K Wayne Gretzky rookie or something yeah, like right. that. Right. Yeah. Which that's not us. So, no. uh, so we're not paying $80 a day or $80 a week, whatever it is, for any of that. All right, so I want to move on to some more actual things that I was able to get done, which I'm pretty excited about. First, I had you and I had been talking about for a while sending some stuff into mm. SGC, which we never end up sending. So I brought those cards with with me here to the Nationals. Five wrestling cards, uh, and SGC was set up super fast to get in there. Super helpful people. Um, so I sent off a couple cards with like their standard, uh, whatever it was, thirty dollars a card. I forget now. But that was pretty cool. It was, getting, it was cool chatting with the SGC folks. The booth was relatively small, very accessible. Everybody was super helpful. I, even a couple of guys were big wrestling fans, so they were excited to see my cards coming through. It was probably yep. something relatively a little more unique, which uh, I bet some folks appreciated. So that was cool getting those sent off. I, you know, Saved a little bit on shipping since I don't have to ship it to them. Yeah. Uh, but I still had to pay for shipping, You know, return shipping. But, you know, I don't know if there was a huge advantage to doing it here, except it was kind of cool to get to meet some of the folks. It just feels like you're actually, yeah, like you know they have your cards. Yeah. It's cooler to just do it in person. Yeah. Uh, Now, the other thing I did that was brand new was I did my first PSA submission, which I actually did this morning. And um, uh, there's going to be a little bit of to be (laughs) continued at the end of this. So I had a, through Josh Volpe, I made a trade with on Instagram. Another great collector. You should definitely check out his Instagram. I've traded yeah. with him too. That, yep. That's right. We both have made a couple of transactions with him. Super nice guy. Yep. Incredible cards. He puts a lot of work into his posts as well. So definitely go check out his Instagram. But we worked out a trade a couple months back where I ended up with a Rock 2020 Gold Refractor card. It's a pretty monster card. But in the conversation... You know, in the negotiation, he had said that he didn't believe it would grade higher than a seven, if I remember correctly. And I was fine with that. You know, we came to our, you know, what we thought was a fair price on everything. I was fine with it. I get the card and it looks pretty good to me, although definitely, definitely not a gem mint. But I decided to test out uh, getting graded with DCI or pre-graded with DCI at that Mohegan Sun show. I talked about this in that recap and I was curious where that would turn out. So today, this morning, I went to the PSA booth and I went to get my DCI card officially graded. And A, if it does, co- oh, I, I, I apologize. The DCI people said it was a nine. Mm-hmm. So if it was a PSA nine, that's a big difference than if it was a seven, obviously. Uh, and I thought it was worth trying to get graded if that's accurate. So I, I went in, I subbed it this morning. I did it through PSA. Now, PSA did actually have some national special where you could choose to get it graded by end of show or by end of day. I decided to spring for the by end of show. So sometime by Sunday, I should get that card back. It was $200. You could pay 400 to get the end of day service. I Listen, I'm not doing that for this rock card. Do that for any cards I have. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, even 200 to be honest, was quite steep. But I decided to do it because I'm really curious what it's going to look like. And I was kind of curious just to test this out. So uh, I sent it off. Now, one of the things that frustrates me is it was in the DCI uh, card saver. It's not in a slab. It's in a card saver. And it's got the DCI sticker on the top sealing the card saver saying that it's a nine. Yeah, saying that A little it's, black sticker. Exactly. Yeah. Real simple. 
And I was talking to the folks and uh, as I went to drop the card off and I said, should I open this up? You know, should I cut this or whatever? And they said, no, it's fine. Normally, if you send it in, you should. But since you're here, it's not a problem. Okay, great. I drop off the card. It gets, you know, goes wherever it goes. And later on, uh, we're getting lunch and I get an email from someone at PSA whose name is escaping me at the moment saying that they they got the card, but because it's in the DCI um, card saver, not a slab, in the card saver, it's considered a crossover grade instead of a, a standard or regular grade. Well, that's irritating because, again, I had yeah. asked the question. Um, so I responded back. So they asked me if I guess they couldn't process it unless I gave them a minimum grade of what I would want it to be. So I did. I said, well, I guess I would want it to be a minimum of nine. But um, I also asked, and I don't know this, does it cost more since you're now saying it's a crossover yeah. uh, instead of a regular service? And I haven't heard back, or at least you know, I haven't checked my email now that we sat down to record. And I don't know if that's going to slow things down, if I'm still going to get it back by end of show or whatever. So we'll see. Now, when you say a minimum of nine, just because I haven't submitted with a minimum, yep. if it's not a nine, they just won't put it in the slab, right? Correct. I believe. I don't I don't know if they tell you what they graded it as, but it won't. But it wasn't a nine. Correct. Okay. And to be honest, if it's not a nine, I don't want it slabbed right. anyway. Right. We talked about this. I would probably crack it open if it's less than a nine anyway. Um, you know, I'd be honest with anybody if I go to sell it, you know, what I think it is. But I don't really want the PSA right. eight on or there. Seven. Yeah, or seven. <laughs> right. So we'll see. You know, like I said, that's a to-be-continued story. We will see where that ends up. Um, all right, so the last big story I want to touch on that was awfully cool. Going on a more positive note, I forget who it was. It might have been you or Chris. Somebody found the um, a Becky Lynch Chris. 2021 gold. So it was yeah, Chris. Chris found it, yep. Uh, he had found a couple wrestling cards. So we go over, though, to look at this Becky Lynch. And sure enough, there's other stuff in there. There's Hulk Hogan PMGs, which are phenomenal cards. Yep. Uh, and then, lo and behold, it turns out that this was the great curator's booth. If you're in this card uh, world, you probably are well familiar with the great curator. He is a massive collector of more alternative stuff, wrestling cards, Marvel cards, uh, he collects comic books, Star Wars. They get a lot of Star Wars cards. I was yeah, say, yep. yeah, huge Star Wars collector, and a really big personality as well. He does his vlogs. He's you know on Instagram. You should definitely go check him out. The great curator. Um, he's pretty well known, kind of at this point. He's kind of made a name for himself. So it was pretty cool seeing that it was him. I, w- I was kind of excited about that, but nonetheless, I was really interested in this Becky Lynch card. So I figured I would talk to him about some sort of a deal he was asking i think 350 on the card yeah um i was hoping to get that down a little bit i offered 300 he was going through my case and he was checking out a bunch of the wrestling cards that i have because there's not a lot of people here who care about the wrestling cards i have but the great curator does which is phenomenal and he goes through it all and he definitely likes a lot of what i had but funny enough the card that he chose that he wanted was one of my Bret Hart cards, a Bret Hart SummerSlam sort of heritage. It's like a throwback where it looks like his his rookie card from Tops with the Star Spangle. And the, yeah, it's got the flag and yeah, yeah. So he takes that out, which I think I had it at like fifty bucks. You know, it's definitely my least expensive card, and that's the card he wanted. So he ended up taking that and and saying he would take that and three hundred for the Becky Lynch gold. I accepted the deal. I think I overpaid. I think I overpaid for it, yeah, but probably. I think I'm happy with it. Yeah, I mean, you got other Bretts that are much better. 
For sure. I mean, I, I was surprised he didn't ask for a different card, to be honest with you. So I think you won there as well. Yeah, completely true. That the, the card that I gave up, I bought that card because it was cool, but it wasn't one that I had to have. I had stumbled on it on eBay one day right. and said, oh, man, that's just kind of cool. And it was pretty inexpensive. Um, so I went with it, even though, uh, you know, I, like I said, I probably overpaid, but whatever. It is what it is. Um, but all right. So let's move on then to, I think, the final thing that I want to I want to cover here on this here recap of the first three days. I, we both made some sales. Mm-hmm. You made some sales, I think, on day one or whatever first it was. First full day, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So uh, talk about that a little bit. So what did you have? What were you trying to sell? What was the motivations behind it? And how did it go? So there was one booth that was really nice, all hockey. Uh, I didn't catch a guy's name, but he buys hockey. and every He had a ton of hockey cards, mainly Young Guns, um, Future Watches. So I brought my Young Guns over that I had and showed it to him, and he picked out, I think, three or four Young Guns. It was Johnny Gaudreau, um, Lucas Raymond, and a couple others. Um, so he gave me – I would have made more if I listed them separately on eBay, of course, minus the fees, but I wanted some cash to buy some cards I wanted. So I sold them about 275 I got okay. for the three cards. Nice. You know, I'm happy with overall. Yeah. I mean, that's what matters, right? You walk away with it happy, and especially when you're trying to get some cash. Yeah, but pay for any of the cards I get here and food and stuff. So, you know, I came out even. Good. Yeah, so I today um, was my big sale day. Yesterday, like I mentioned earlier, I I went a little crazy. I spent more cash than I anticipated spending. But um, I had a lot of stuff that I, I was open to selling and a lot of stuff that I wanted to sell. Uh, a couple big pieces, including my Sandy Koufax one of one Tops tribute, uh, 2019, I think was the year. That was uh, really one of the first big cards that I bought. I sold some. I sold a Hot Toys figure to get that card to do you fund remember which that figure? card. I do. It was Dark Side Anakin. Oh, I don't know right. what the prices on that have gone yet, but that was a that figure. Quickly to you know, uh, sidebar this was like 250, 270 when I bought it. It had doubled in price. Huh. And I was okay selling it, especially to get a one of one yeah, Sandy Koufax. Koufax. Right. But I've talked about this before. So I, I, I bought that Koufax, and the Koufax arrived. I loved it. Over time, I realized that it had some damage on it. it clearly, So it was in a sealed tops case, though. You mm-hmm. know, the sticker's still on there, but it had clearly moved around in the case, and some of the lettering had rubbed off. It wasn't anywhere close to a mint condition card. Which was a bummer, right. you know. I, that was always in the back of my mind after I got the card that I love it. It's in the case, but man, it just that bothers me. Yep. Knowing that that damage is there bugs me. So I, I, as you all are aware, I was able to buy a Topps Museum number to ten, uh, Sandy Koufax Auto, which I adore. It is stunning. It makes a statement. It is one of my favorite cards in my collection. And when that happened, I started to consider: Do I move this one of one Sandy Koufax? Right. So after uh, spending all that money yesterday, I thought it was a good time to see um, what I could move. Now, I, I had gone through trade night as well. I didn't want to sell anything until trade night was done just in case I could, you know, uh, find, you know, a trade with some cards or uh, buyers who weren't dealers who weren't going to pay under comps. But, you know, these cards were still with me and I decided it was time. So I, I went around and we were trying to find dealers who had signs that, you know, were saying they were buying. Uh, we found one, right? Had a giant red banner always buying something like that yeah yep. Yep. W- walked right up said hey you guys are buying 
no, no, no. yeah, like completely brushed me off too. It wasn't even like, ah, oh, you know, we were, but we're out of cash. It was yeah. just completely blew me off. Yep. It's a little silly. I mean, you got the brightest, biggest banner in the place saying you're buying, but okay, mm. whatever. It is what it is. Most people were absolutely phenomenal and friendly, so you know, I, I don't really care. Um, I had ended up at the first place though that we had found that said they were buying. Had some, you know, a gentleman really interested, especially in the Kofax. Looked at a bunch of stuff, but ultimately he was paying too far under comps than I was comfortable with. I, I forget, I think for about what I would have hoped was $700 plus worth of cards, he was offering less than 500 including It was, it was either 497 or 397 Yeah, it was yeah. something like that. And I just, I couldn't stomach it, especially with that Kofax. You know, again, being as transparent as possible, I paid 500 for the Kofax. I was just trying to recoup what I had spent. Um... So, you know, it, it was just coming in too far below. So then I found another place and another really great conversation with a gentleman who only wanted the Kofax or actually, no, I got to rewind. That's not true because I, I had found a separate place. Guy wasn't interested in the Kofax, but he was interested in a, uh, and this is a killer, in a John Morant, my John Morant Select uh, Silver and my two Max Scherzer rookie cards. Now I had two Max Scherzers. One is actually a much more unique rookie card they're both tops update but one people don't realize exists came in a like a separate set it's a slightly different photo although they look almost identical you wouldn't know they were different unless you knew and i had to tell them and i pointed it out to him. heard you tell them i didn't notice yeah, yeah. i had to sort of educate him because i bought it because it was unique and special um so whatever he wanted the the john morant and those two cards now when i bought that john morant i had set the record the all-time public record of sales on that card as the lowest sale. I spent like 630 bucks when that card was regularly at 660 to 700 and more. Well, let's just go ahead and say it pretty bluntly. The prices have plummeted (laughs) since. (laughs) I was sure I was gonna do well on that card. Uh, I'm a a John Morant fan too, so I wanted that card. Yeah, shocker, right? So it was a card that I genuinely wanted, but nonetheless, the prices had really come down pretty aggressively, and so much so that it made me more inclined to sell the card before it maybe dropped more. It might go up. I don't know. It just made it more available in my mind. And I ended up getting a, an offer on those three cards for, I think, 525 bucks. I took a bath on it, but I'm trying to recoup the cash that I had spent the day before. I was fine with it. So I, I accepted that deal. And then, then it became, I did really want to try to move that Kofax. I really wanted to try to get as close to 500. I'd gotten two offers of 350, which just wasn't quite there for me. And eventually we came up to one last booth. And this one's a little bit of a funny story where I got up to the booth. I showed him, I showed the gentleman the card. He was definitely digging the card, but um, none of us could get service. The booth couldn't get service. I couldn't get service. You couldn't get service. Right. Shocker, nobody can get service. So he was having trouble finding like what, what it would comp at. It's a one of one. It's really hard to comp anyway. I really believe I'm pricing it fairly. The other two booths had both said that they believed it was fair, but they, you know, they were hoping to sell it for five hundred, so they wanted to be in at three fifty. Understandable. This gentleman did really seem to agree with me that it was fairly priced. Um, he ultimately had said I can't get service, but listen, I, I would make you an offer of four hundred. I was much more happy with that. Yeah. I said, can you do 425? He said, sure. I sold my one of one Sandy Koufax Tops tribute. Yeah, I was happy for him, but then he was very sad at the same time. Yeah. I, I tell you what, <laughs> as soon as I said deal, my heart sunk a little bit. Yep. 
but I, what can you do? You know, I love that card, but it, it, it was just falling down my favorites list. And I needed to recoup some of the money that I had spent. And again, I have that Topps Museum at home. That is just, it really blows it out of the water it's anyway. It's a beautiful card, beautiful card. Wait, it's not, a, yeah. it's, it's only numbered to 10, so it's not a one-on-one. Right. But it's still, it's numbered to 10. I mean, come on. But whatever. You know, in the end, I, I parted with a great card. But the um, positive message here is I walked away with more cash in my pocket today than I spent the day before. That's a win. Even though I, I really lost on the John Morant, I lost on the, uh, the Sandy Koufax, you know, based on what I paid. Ultimately, it is what it is. You get out of some cards and, and you, you get the extra cash. And great. I'm, I'm happy with where my budgeting has gone because of it. But all right, listen, that's three days in at the National. Justin, man, any last thoughts on, on what we've experienced or, or what you're looking forward to in the next couple of days? Uh, I think a lot of the specific things I was looking for and like the pressure and the goals are done now. So I can just kind of walk around leisurely tomorrow, I, yeah. not looking for anything specific. It'll just something hits me, it hits me. So I can kind of looking forward that. to that. Yeah. That, We're not rushing around trying to get anywhere for something. Right. No tasks to be completed. Yeah. That's man. I, I am so on the same page with you on that one. The only thing left for me is to figure out when that PSA card's <laughs> going to come back. If it's going to come back. I still don't, I just checked the emails. I don't think she emailed me back. I don't know. Whatever. But there it is. There's three days at the National. If you've never been here, hopefully this gives you some sense of what it is. If you are here, I'm curious what you think. I'm curious if you agree or disagree with some of the things that we're saying, especially about the Atlantic City part. So reach out to me and let me know. You can find me at SportsCardNobody on Instagram. You can find me at SportsCardNobody on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. And as always, if you are enjoying this or even if you're hating it, leave me a review. Let me know what you think at your podcast hub of choice. And if you're interested in helping the show grow, what you can do that helps the most is share this. Share this with friends, share this with family, share this with anybody you think might care what we have to say here. But before I let you sign off, Justin, one more time, where can they find you? Instagram at suplexes and slapshots. It's a mouthful. <laughs> Check him out. Check me out. You guys are awesome. This is the National. It's crazy. Ladies and gentlemen, goodbye. Bye, 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 bye.